Hey guys and gals, thanks for coming to our show. Here's some things we want you to know. Attention, Meltcasters! Mention Meltcast inside Meltdown Comics and any variant cover is reduced to $5. Follow through with this exclusive deal today. For those of you looking to join Loot Crate, we have a special promo code for this our very podcast. If you go to lootcrate.com backslash meltcast, use the promo code meltcast3. And that will get you the promotion that is most current for Loot Crate. Check it out, lootcrate.com. to one of our facilities before? <laughs> okay, another location, but not this particular focus center. <laughs> well, my name's Nurse Joy. It's really wonderful to meet you and to have you here with us today. Thanks so much for coming in. So let me tell you a little bit about our focus center. We offer a full range of health, physical inspections, and healing, <laughs> both Pokemon and humans alike. If you'd like, because you're new, I really do need to get you registered before we can actually offer any sort of treatment or anything like that. So, we actually have a full range of lockers right over here for convenience, so you can check some of your things in, just so you're not lugging everything around with you. And then when you're ready, I'll bring you right over here to our front desk, and I'll actually go over there and register you myself. Okay, awesome.
And now we're just gonna let it bump, bump, bump away. While she bumps away. You doing we're okay? Also, I, I can't because you have my motherfucking phone. Sorry, right, right. It's uh, already red. Oh shit. Did you just, did you just get in the gym? No, someone got regular in there before me and I had it. Is 120 over yeah, eight. They got in there real quick. But for Pikachu's. Yeah. It was empty. Anyway, you can watch that on your own. Okay, but yes, you were right. She was going down on Pikachu. Yeah. Was that like Pikachu's legs spread? No, it was his ears. Oh, God. She was treating her pet to Pikachu in the video. It's so fucking... When I when I sent that video to Aristotle, yeah. like he took a screenshot and he sent this picture to me. Oh, no. That's because Chris had said... <laughs> and it is. And then, and then, I, mean, I, would, I would argue though that ASMR is inherently sexual. It is. It is. It is. It Trying is. to disguise itself as like sleep aid. I mean, it is, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's like, a very thin line. It's, it's going to sleep with the boner. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's so relaxing and soothing, but is sexual. He sent me this creature. He sent me this. He sent me that screenshot, and then Desiree <laughs> sent me this. <laughs> she sent me this. <laughs> what the? A picture of the same picture. But then she went, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> it's a picture of my phone. That's fair. Oh, That's God. fair for her to be like. I just at least want to know. I was, I'm not necessarily assuming anything. I was. I need the so context. Hard. I was laughing so hard. Um. Well, thank you all for indulging us in our ASMR antics. Um, that was... We can't open with that. It, it, we have to open It's too late. That. It's already open. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a world where that Donald Trump so exists. Bad. There's no looking <laughs> No back. one's listening at this point. <laughs> no, they, they were, well, they might have looked up the video. So they're doing like a dual or, listening and then or on they're their off own. vomiting. Yeah. Yeah. Could be it. Or I, I hope no one was aroused huh? by that. Well, I mean... Aroused. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if if there was two people, I'll tell you what. The first time, I, the first time I watched the video, it's like, yeah, this is doing something for me. Tell you what, <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell you. True confession <laughs> time. You know, um, uh, it's well. We can we can start off with ASMR stuff. It's, yeah, uh, I had watched some ASMR videos. I just hadn't gone down this rabbit hole <laughs> that uh, is people cos not cosplay role playing slash cosplaying ASMR videos. There's a bunch of videos that are Harley Quinn talking to you. Oh God, that sounds terrible to me. That's his nightmare. No, that some of them. Well, that's that's the fun of watching them is that some of them are like, oh man, I can't deal with this, and some of them are like, this is a good video. Who this would works. you, who who could you not handle whispering at you? Oh, I, I already have that video. And really? It, it wasn't a specific role play. It's just some guy being super creepy and weird. No, no, no. You can't do it. Like, what in pop culture? Uh, Donald I, Trump. You couldn't do his little whispers at you? No. Fuck no. I, I would want I, Bernie Sanders. I want his whispers. <laughs> Boom. Wait, wait. 99%. You take uh, the top 1% of the top 2% of milk. <laughs> Christopher. See? Chills. Christopher. Chills. Um, who, who could I not handle? Um, very close to Bernie, uh, the Pope. I don't know if I could, if the Pope started doing Latin at me. I feel like that's a, it's a then, whole different kind of thing, <laughs> him whispering. Um, yeah, then it would take on a whole new context. Um, great. Hey, we're in a completely new week of Meltcast. We're back. Um, thank you for, uh, returning. Uh, we had a little discussion about Suicide Squad last time, and, uh, 
good friend of mine was like, hey, that was a great episode. You guys talked about lowbrow stuff and highbrow with your... People, uh, you heard that? Yeah. People listen to this. Discussion, yeah, (laughs) discussions on uh, poop antics. Well, you have to throw them a bone. You have to say, hey, we should give you a shout out. That was just the day where everyone felt like giving shout outs. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Um, So, yeah, and now we're back. Um, And it was was weird. I was like, oh, this doesn't... We're we're past Comic Con. We're past you know. It's it's what's the next comic book movies? Doctor Strange in November. Right? Doctor that's, Strange in November. I think uh, that's it, right? So you get movies? this year for this year? Oh, I don't know, but I know. Uh, isn't Kamikaze coming up? Yeah, Kamikaze is coming, coming up. When? Up. October. Do you know October? October. Oh, is it? Is the it the weekend o- of my birthday? It's not Ooh. Halloween, right? It's the weekend of, like, the Halloween's the Monday yeah. after that weekend. They like doing that, don't they? Yeah, I Usually. think so. It's fucked up because my brother's it. <laughs> yeah. That weekend. Like, you're like, oh, you guys all better come to, come to. Okay. I'll be at Comic Con. What are you, really? No, I'm just are you doing okay. it in Wait, the apartment? Gonna go. You're going to go, but you're not going to go, like, you're not going to be, like, you're not going to be there at night. Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. No, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this now? <laughs> I, I, I was extending an olive branch and being like, I'll come to your party. No, yeah, and, I want and you were like, hey, no, I want to get to the bottom of why aerosol is not going to show up. I mean, I already know you're in. Is this is this in your apartment? It's. I think we're going to do a uh, pub crawl. A pub crawl. On Ooh. sunset. I didn't know that there was an actual plan. I thought this was a joke. No. <laughs> On sunset? <laughs> yeah. what, what portion of sunset? Um, you know where Lil Joy is? Yeah. Lil yeah, Joy. we're going to start there okay. and then head towards my apartment. Really? Yeah, yeah. You it, should it's start, all really close together. I know, but you should start at like. Um, well, there's like Little Joy, then the Gold Room, and then like there's another one. Gold rooms. I we should probably hit like five bars. Yeah, uh, shortstop. Shortstop. Yeah, so I'm gonna figure it out. It's not button well. mash. I button mash is a bar. That's a bar. Yes, I know. It's a barcade. There's so many barcades that are just popping up. Uh, it's just the two. I was super excited there's, about 82. There's Level Up, too. Oh, Barca- yeah, there is. I forgot yeah. about Level Up. But, oh I mean, God. that's in the valley. So. Don't forget about Barcade oh, Fire. You see, well, this is just this is just me. I follow uh, Level Up on Instagram, and I feel bad that I forgot. But Kanye went oh, to Level really? Up. Really? Yeah, they have pictures of him there. It's like, what? What? Um, he's a personal hero of yours, right? Not exactly. He's, <laughs> he's his God. I just lob it God. up, and he's like, well, I'm going to bunt right now. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, he does like to shout God at you, doesn't he? Um, okay, well, you, uh, Chris, you did move into a new apartment. Yeah, there I was, moved into a new apartment. There was a, there was a period where... In Echo Park. You were, you were like, hey, I need a place to stay. And I was like, come to Sherman Oaks. And you were like, fuck that. Here's the thing. And then I was like, but we have a pool. And you're like, no. And then the next week you're like, hey, is that place still open? And I was and like, then- no, I filled it. <laughs> I, I filled the hole. Damn. Um, and then... And then I was like, but I would have, I wish I had more rooms. I am, I'm the type of person that I would love to honestly still live in a place with like 10, 12 people. I'm not that kind of person. I know. That's I, why I moved. I, but you're living that with how many fun. people now? I live with uh, one person and a boy. Uh, no, sorry. A dog. <laughs> <laughs> a little dog. I call all dogs boys, even one, if they're girls. But one, the boys. one person yeah. and a boy. Yeah. A little girl. Mud. <laughs> you know mud. Uh, the, the, the dog. dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what, oh dog. yeah, that was that was nice. Because uh, this is, this, you're are you on the like high steps? Like you have to journey all the way the, up. Yeah. yeah, moving in was all the awful. way up. That's all. <laughs> I got the mattress delivered, so that was good. I had to carry a queen size mattress up. So those of you that um have a crazy um, memory for for episodes of Melcast will remember when um 
there was a gentleman by the name of Nolan that uh, threw a housewarming party and at said housewarming party, Aristotle was feeling real, real, real good. You guys talked about this on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah. And his uh, amazing ability to know exactly where the toilet was upon entry of a space that no one had been in before. It's true. Um, it's true. To just give a little bit of callback. So, well, that's cool. I want to go. Yeah, come. Okay, I'll bring. Um, bring I'll some. bring matzo balls. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you two are playing Pokemon Go. So are you. Um, let's take a commercial break. Go note for us all to play Pokemon Go. And no, just kidding. That's gonna come at. So look, if Chris, yeah, if Chris yeah. Harvey can play, if Chris Harvey can play Pokemon Go on at midnight during the recording. Was he doing think, that? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was playing on as the uh, Nerdist quilt flies behind us right now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he. I went to the Nerdist panel at Comic Con, which is. Uh, it's just Nerdist is a big panel, and he was playing Pokemon Go up on the podium. No. Yeah, he was. He was. That's that's great. Uh, your enough. Vaporeon's a higher level than me. Yeah, uh, it is, boy. Yeah, boy. What level? 1872. What oh, dude. Vaporeon. 1872? 1872. That's a... Oh, I almost shit. said it. Is that the Marvel comic? 1872 or 1892? Uh, 1892. Uh, is it 1892? Okay. No! Oh, it's 1892. I don't okay. know numbers. All right. I knew it was an odd-ish. Well, it's even, but you know what I you mean? It was like, oddish? It's not an oddish. oddish. It's a Vaporeon. <laughs> um, I have a Vaporeon, finally. And weirdly enough, that just jumped up to... They're like, all right, just give this kid in a thousand... Do you have a Polyrath? No, but I have a Polyrath. No. I have a Polyrath. You don't have a Polyrath? No. Oh, I got a little good boy I'm, Polyrath. I'm, I'm trying to remember, too. Isn't that just Polyworld on steroids? Yeah. 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 He's, a, he's, he's got one of the, arms. He was one of the like first unique Pokemon because he had a water fighting type, and that was one of the first unique typings in first generation. Water fighting type. Um... That's Polyrath. great. We I, I we can't. There's this weird like I, I don't. I feel like people are like, oh, I'm done. I was I was cool with Pokemon Go for a little while, but now it feels too much like. Yeah, I, I saw I something today where they lost 22 percent of their users. Yeah, and uh, it, that's see. It, I feel like everyone's getting the sense that they're getting tired of it, but everyone that I still, know is still playing. still doing it. Yeah. Like I'm getting a little tired of this, but I'm still gonna keep grinding. Yeah, because I think in a way people were like, "Oh, it's impossible. I can never take gyms. I can't do this and I can't do that." And I thought that, and mm-hmm. I I have somebody that's just barely over a thousand combat power, and I can still take gyms yeah, just not, at random times. It's not particularly hard. I feel you, like just leaving Pokemon in gyms is more like, "Hey, look at look at these muscles I've got." Yeah, like the other day. Oh man, remember? I think I think you were both here. I remember you were definitely here. There was a guy that left. A three thousand yeah, Dragonite, was, and he was, was level thirty-three. That was the Pokemon meetup at Meltdown. Oh yes, that was at the. Oh, there was a guy that had two phones on him, so yeah, he could that drop was the guy. dual yes. Dragonites. Is that That's boy. insane. Um, so nuts. I uh, speaking of nuts, uh, just kidding. Um, you gave me a little nut of information. That's a lot of nuts. Um, <laughs> uh, if you if you go to what like whatever menu. If After you, you take a gym. I had no idea, and this is kind of why I love this game, is that if you the internet the, hasn't ruined every bit of this game for me yet. Mm-hmm. If you go I, to what? I feel like that's kind of the fun of the game, is that there are no instructions. Yeah. Which is frustrating, but also great when you discover all the secrets. And you talk about it with is that when you, people in front when of your When you face. leave a Pokemon in the gym, if you go to the shop, you will collect ten coins. And I... I've never gone to multiple gyms to test this theory, but you can right. go leave at multiple gyms. And it should give you more coins for each gym. It's just the fear is 
Like, I'll collect them immediately because I don't want to walk to another gym and then end up like, oh, on my way here, someone took the other gym. Right. Um, I, I've i done that, like, a couple times now um, and never thought to do that because I, I saw the coins and I just was like... I I just collected I, my coins. I I was like, how 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 are they not giving any incentive to have coins except for buy? Like all the other games, I know it's like, well, just play it a lot and we'll give you like three or something like that. But mm-hmm. I guess if you, there's a Nita Queen. Yeah, I know. Hanging around, just stocking. She's stocking. She's checking out Meltcast. Um, other um, bits of housekeeping that we uh, should do. Summerfest is fast approaching. Summerfest. It is going to be uh, this, not this, well, a week next... from pretty much when this is going to drop. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. So that on a calendar is... The 26th. Um, the 27th. Oh, 27th. 27th. There you go. Um, yeah, so the 27th, uh, we'll be having some fest here. For those of you that are in Summerfest. the uh, LA area, um, know that that's usually when we close down our back parking lots and have um, some grilling happening, food trucks. Free beer. Um, there's usually a water slide. Um, some people are doing art at times. I- um, so it's mostly just free beer and then a free comedy show at night. Yep. And yeah. then um, just is, a day full of come in and buy comics. Mm-hmm. It's it's also an interesting time to watch comedy because usually the comics are pretty drunk. By, by that time. point, yeah. yep. Yep, they've been uh, fully enabled. Uh, yeah. So check out our website uh, for more information uh, leading up and uh, definitely check out social media too because we'll be... Um, I'm, cool. I'm sure we're going to have I think that's what uh, Francisco was doing he was printing out shirts getting ready for it but I'm yeah. sure there yeah. will be like a Summerfest shirt it's going to be dope it's going to be my first Summerfest Summerfest it's awesome Summerfest it's always packed too mm-hmm. and every, every I feel like after every year they're like there was so many bodies in the place that you're kind of like uh, should we have this again next year and then we always just like commit to it because it's just like that's a, a lot of people just showing up to like splash around and drink and be drunk and read comics. Um, we also have some news about Mr. Austin James, who was on our podcast pretty Mr. recently. Austin James, what's the update? Uh, so we, I think we had updated before that his mm-hmm. Kickstarter was successfully funded and it's and now printing exceeded and exceeded, its and it's now everyone gets a, a, a hardcover. Of edition of the book, opposed to what it was before. Oh, nice! Just a, a flappy, soft cover. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but he, if you are in the LA area, will be having a release party on August twenty fifth. It's a Thursday night at. I have it in my calendar for seven p.m. That could just be the default, but I'm pretty sure it's at seven p.m. Mm-hmm. release party. Where he, I believe, will have the book and will definitely have be... original art for sale from the book. And that's if you've cool. never seen it, holy shit, he is amazing. Yeah, um, that's next week too. Yeah, so we got a lot week. coming up next week. Um, be busy. Speaking of which, next week I'm going to be in a completely different Ooh, country again. Yeah, what the heck? So I, I I stroll into the store and I guess I re- I didn't realize I hadn't told you guys yeah, this yet. I, I and told, you've been doing it for six weeks. Yeah, yeah. I so I, you only kind of knew I, just where I was going, me, but yeah. not any of the context. No context. So randomly, my I my, mean, you're uh, 
Pauline is from England, so yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah, that was the first thing that. So, so Pauline was just flipping through LA Weekly, and they're like, "Hey, do you suffer from jet lag?" Uh, which she does every time. I did too when we went, it, and it was weird because it's just basically like, uh, I at the time when it was like, "Hey, time to go to bed." In England, I just couldn't, and I just like stayed awake for hours in the dark, just kind of like no. that must be. Ter- I hate that. It was yeah. It was just sort of like, oh my god, and it's weird because then you're like, why is my heart racing? And it's just kind of like you're like, oh, this is usually when my body is not in like a cool down state. It's I'm I feel I feel like I should be active. So she saw this in LA Weekly, and it was basically like. Oh, if you if you suffer from that, we'd like to send you to England to simulate the um, sensation and then study you. I don't know if this is simulating the sensation. This is actually, yeah. Well, they have to they had to do that as one of the prerequisites, but because um, I don't think they wanted to guarantee, but the possibility that you could go to England. So basically, uh, when she came back from it, um, she was like, "Hey, they're gonna pay pretty nicely," and I was like, "Who is the Umbrella Corporation?" and um, <laughs> And so then uh, we both were like, all right, let's do this. And so now I'm going to be a a case file number in a jet lag sleep study to basically be like, like, hey, if you get jet lag, this is all the data of like anyone that has jet lag. And then there will be a publication and I'll be some anonymous number. But. But. I don't know if these are the kind of details they want being airing out. Uh, you're, so you're flying to England. Yeah. And then you're going to be there for a week? I'm going to be there for like five days, yeah. You heard it, you heard it here, folks. Go to England, find this guy, but beat basically, the shit out of him. Basically, the, the reason I'm saying this is so that I can say, now I'm going to be in a new region to catch Mr. Mine. Mr. Mine. The exclusive. Oh, Funk I'm Mon. so jealous. <laughs> oh, man. The lead up was for that, Chris. Forget oh, the incentives man. that the pharmaceutical companies are doing. That's I'm... making me so angry right now. Oh, Mr. Mine. Mine. You could. I did not even think well, about here's, that. Uh, yeah. I, I have another friend. Yes. Well, uh, somebody that I work with uh, that is going to Japan. Really? And I told him, like, oh, man, you need to sign into people's accounts and catch Farfetch for them. Really? You, you sh- this is also something you should consider. Can you do oh. that? Yeah, sign into other people's accounts, catch I'm their giving bonds. you my account. Mm. Well, actually, I can't because it's, like, my email account. And, mm. and $20. Yeah, I'll give or, you $20. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I'm going to... Please just catch Mr. Mine for me. Please. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, I don't know where I thought about mine. that. So where... Once I have I, friends in so many different countries. No, but that's why you got to do it now actually, because when... Yeah. When... Uh, when uh, Trading comes along. That's not. It's not even. It's not going to be a thing. Yeah. yeah. So basically, um, what started out as me being like, "Hey, I'm going to be a lab rat," is actually me saying, "Hey, I have a lucrative business opportunity for <laughs> you, the <laughs> listener. Give me your email account. I won't do anything with it, and um, we'll get you some Mister Mime. Mister um, Mime. But yeah, to close out that story, it's so weird. And at first, I was like, "Should I be telling people this? Because this sounds like sort of strange." But then I read. Um, Robert Rodriguez's book on on growing up as like an independent filmmaker and being young in LA and like what is it and I guess it is very par experience for to be like an actor or like a film producer to, to be doing like these focus groups or these like huge things like this yeah and and I was sort of like oh okay and then this just turned into much sweeter than I thought it was going to be because they're going to fly business class and now Damn. I'm going to be collecting everyone's Pokemon for them. So. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah. So yeah. yeah. Another reason why I'm uh, saying this is because I'll be gone next week f- yes. when you guys record. So. Oh yeah, I gotta figure that out. I trust you guys. I trust you. Who are we gonna get it on? <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's uh, that'll be my next Let's week, get it on. and I'll. Uh, if, <laughs> I'm also saying this so that if I don't come back, I need as many people investigating why I didn't come back as possible. I ah. mean, I guess. So, I'm putting it all on Chris because he cares most. What if most. it's a cryo sleep thing and you get there and they that uh, cryo sleep jet lag? I. <laughs> I would be like, can I call my family before you do the deep freeze? Because this sounds pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I would wake up in 20... The year 3001. That's a little far. Because I feel like we'll be done by then. Well, uh, those Futurama. To the world of tomorrow. Anyway. I, I held the laugh in because it did make me laugh, but I just wanted to see you sweat for a second. Um, well, you guys don't remember? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've never watched Futurama. Futurama. F- oh, I really haven't. I could have swore that we've talked about how much you love it. No, I swear. Well, I, I love Futurama. It's so good. Sometimes there's times where I feel like Aristotle just like sh- sort of like shifts his gaze between people and is like, I don't know who to pay attention to. He doesn't more. remember and, anything. And then the second that you said, the second that you said, I don't watch Futurama. I watched laser focus go into Aristotle's eyes. That's great. Um, okay, so that that's happening to me. That's the next thing in terms of nerdy news that we have going on is that they are still only rumored, right? Is it only rumored to have cast? They better confirm it. I'm pretty sure it's a confirmed casting. Okay. Which, please explain this to me, gentlemen. They keep referring to this actress as someone who only has one name. Is that how I'm to understand her? I think she only has one name. I mean, I think that's her Hollywood name. Oops. Like Seal? Yeah, like Seal, Madonna, and Sting. Um, Slash. Yeah, but the person we're talking about is Zendaya. 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 Wait, did we say her name before I said that? No. No, we didn't. Nope. Okay. Because I wasn't sure. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone at home is like, what? Who is it? What? <laughs> yeah. Zendaya. Zendaya is cast as who? Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Watson. In Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. yes. Um, People are we, mad. No, that I, yes. I feel like we're so, I, I, I feel like I'm entering a new territory where, to diffuse like anyone freaking out about something, we just assume that people are going to freak out. I bet there's not going to be a huge freak out about Zendaya. No, there was a huge freak out yesterday. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Who? Who? Right. The what nerds. No. The nerds. Even... Why do you the... have to ask? Dude, Who to else? Be, well, I guess to be more specific, it's just a, just racist nerds. Like, because that's, I mean, there's no reason That's what to I call the nerds. That's what I mean when I say the nerds. But no, but I mean, he... we're all nerds here. Yeah, but when I say the nerds, oh, okay. we all know who I'm talking about. Those fucking nerds. I just don't, like, I, I, I feel like, I don't know if our litmus test, like our store is a litmus test, but like, I think they would be almost like a rare Pokemon to find somebody in our shop that's like, mm, I don't agree with that cast. I've met some kind of racist people in our shop before. I've had, I've had, I've had one person be like, I have so many issues of male Thor. Do you remember that guy? Oh yeah, he's like, I have so many issues of male Thor. I don't need to start female Thor. Yeah, I'm I remember just that. Like, and 
Like, he was up, just grumpy? looking at me for a response. I was like, I don't have one. I don't sympathize. Oh, just, well, there, you know, I don't know. I, it, it was, I mean, when did this happen? Yesterday? Yesterday. yesterday. Okay. But also, it is, it is a rumor. It's not for sure cast. But it's not for sure cast. It's not for sure cast. I didn't think it was. That's why I was like... But mm-hmm. the fact that people went into outrage over a rumor... Well, here's... Like, okay, so I feel like this is a similar thing, because this is a lot of people having opinions about um, an actress that's... Uh, for a comic book or like sort of pop culture sci-fi film. When I think about Ghostbusters, that it's just a, it's such a weird it's it's kind of an interesting thing t- to me because it's like there was this parallel hate and support that was happening before the movie even came out. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of like Whoever's hating on this doesn't. I, it was so. It was so because of the female cast that it was getting a thing that I don't think anyone that was like, well, I'm just sick of reboots at this point. Which I, I now myself, I was having that feeling, and now I feel like I've come fully around. I'm like, well, if they do the reboot right, like Mad Max, yeah. then I was like, then I don't care. But I still think anyone that's like, I'm just over reboots of like things that I used to love. I think that's valid. You just need to kind of maybe have some points to go with it. Yeah. But it's, it's like that movie ended up underperforming significantly, Ghostbusters. Yeah, and so yeah. it's like it's it's kind of like I don't I, I don't know. Is is that just because the movie was doomed to do that and it like like the pre-production and the and the like trailer era it, before it I, actually came out? Like it, what happened? To me it didn't look interesting. Like I was very like great. Let's do it. Let's make the, like, like let's get sure, this movie this made. Looks, let's support this, this cool. movie for sure. This looks like like cool. But when I saw the trailer, I was like, "This is just a, not a movie that I would normally watch anyway." Though, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I just I, I wasn't. I was never a particularly huge fan of Ghostbusters. But then all the outrage happened. That is like so clearly misogynistic. Yeah, that I was like, ah, well, now I like I have I now now I'm all in for this movie. Like I because I mean that's just fucked up. Yeah. yeah, and the, and so then you became a supporter because because of the backlash yeah. that it was getting, right? So that's what that's what I mean. It's, it's not that I like. I thought it was gonna look bad. But did it's you just go like, see oh, it? This is, did you which, go see it? No, and I feel no. bad, but that's also because yeah. I haven't been to the movies in months. I know there's really there was like now. a weird like I was really excited for the nice guys. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Either. I didn't. Same yeah, movie, I didn't see. I didn't see that. Also, either. not true. I went to see Suicide Squad, but that's because someone else paid for me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um I yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, sometimes I just feel like it 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 feels like we're in this. Social media has such weight. Like mm. the second that a few react, it becomes a giant reaction. Yeah, that's something that I was starting to wonder. Like, well, how big is this hate for these movies? Because it feels huge, but I but you know you only see a handful of it. So maybe it's just any any outrage at all. Will like creates a much larger reaction of like, yeah. how the fuck are you so mad? Because like, I I've now got I, I I now have well I guess we never got with um, Amazing Spider Man a Mary Jane did we? I think the misstep that they had was they uh, were like, they they cast Shailene Woodley and then they, yeah, they cut her out of so, Amazing Spider Man two yeah. Interesting. So yeah, because I think that I, the, I think that I think that the error that they had there was that I mean she's fine. The she, the she was the they were like okay 
we have Emma Stone playing such a likable Gwen Stacy mm. that how do we find somebody that's an even more likable redhead? Well, you just turned one of the most likable redheads into a blonde to do that. So I feel like they should have cast someone as else's Gwen Stacy. There's a lot of things they did wrong with oh, using yeah. Spider-Man. But I didn't like, like any of those movies. There's... I I did like, and it was like, wow, I'm shocked. Shocked. What's that? Uh, that they had uh, the balls to kill Gwen Stacy. Yeah, but they like, did it in such a terrible way. They did it in a terrible oh. way. I did like I was like, well, you you've ruined that well, they moment. Faked us but out. they faked us out. They faked us out with the bridge. I thought it was gonna happen on the bridge, and then they're like, no, we're gonna go over here. And I was yeah. like, oh, uh, well, I'm pretty certain she's still gonna die. But, but you got me. I thought it was gonna happen here on the bridge. Yeah, but um, I mean, just the fact that she died, I was like, wow, they they went they went with so, it. So did you guys find it corny when his web hand? Like when he shoots his web for her to try and save her, and it's just like a little web is like hand is reaching for her. Like, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was great. I was sort of like, oh, that feels like a Mark Webb thing, and this doesn't feel like a hollow piece of shit right now because I'm getting a moment where his web, the extension of him, is like, come on, man, come on, and then she's like. She's yeah. dead. I was really rooting for those movies because Mark Webb, the director, directed a lot of AFI music videos that I really like. <laughs> oh. What? Nice. Nothing. I'm not just... I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Wait. The same way that he... He's laughing The at same me. way that he... That's so funny. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I like Mark Webb because of 500 Days of Summer. Oh, that movie's okay. Y- yeah. 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 Uh, whoa, whoa. Why is it just okay, Chris? No, I just... I, whoa. You know, why I put is it myself just okay, out there. Chris? I put myself out there saying, like, I, do, I knew a director that directed music videos. It's kind of nerdy for me to, like, know who directed my favorite yeah. band's music videos. So I just... I was kind of we, vulnerable. We're, we're your you support group. Me. So you can fully... No, they're not my out. favorite band anymore. So. <laughs> isn't it... Isn't it weird? I was just thinking about that because Linkin Park came on on the way here. Crawling and, in my skin. And I didn't change the channel which one crawling in my skin no it was um Bleed it break, breaking the habit my oh my favorite. god that's a great song yeah, yeah. see that but the thing is is like i there's there's these bands that i feel like when we are growing up that our generation is now feeling like we need yeah, to like kind of like, ashamed keep, of right keep, keep yeah. in the closet like you're yeah, like yeah, yeah, afi yeah. no that's deal. that's very our generation yeah. that's very mm-hmm. uh panic at the disco yeah. fallout boy yeah, yeah. park nope. afi nope i still i'm like I, I felt I felt the shame for a while, but then I was like, yeah. no, fuck it. I, I still fucking love these songs, yeah. and I still play what them band? in my car. Panic at the Disco? All of those bands. Oh. Yeah. Panic at the Disco, especially. Yeah. No, I play them in my car, for sure. I don't tell anyone, though. I, I listen to no. them fervently. I still, I still... I keep up with their music. Also, Fall Out Boy, but only from one of the core so, tree. No, everything, everything before Fall Out Do, I like a lot. Mm. Well, I don't know. well, it's weird because some of them I feel like are resurfacing now because Fall Out Boy just Fall Boy just did it. Oh, you didn't? You their, didn't like it? Their new music is so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa! <laughs> 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 We're like, hey, you know, our generation wasn't so. And I mean, they, it, they sucked. It's it's a. Uh, I get it. Like, oh. We're gonna get back together. And we're gonna make new music, and we're gonna try and, and then change as artists. Yeah, but then, back too. I like Blink. Fall Out Boy's new music yeah. is just such a huge departure from what they what used they to be. Used and to be. now they're like, we're gonna do what's popular. I'm like, ah, come uh, on. I think part of that is also Patrick Stump like liking that kind of music that they're now yeah. playing. So now he was like, I want to do that kind of music. Let's do that. But it's not good. Which is the what? Like the surfer? I heard one. No, like, it's Fall like Out it's Boy just that's... like very poppy, oh, synthy. Like... Uh, like there's like, there's no they have the one they have the one that they sample that's like a surfs up sort of like yeah that's like the Tarantino movie one yeah 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 I just, yep. yeah mm. yeah I was like oh that's not a bad and then mm. Blink One Eighty Two I like 
have they, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Have they, have they finally cut out? Let's, I want to name all these bands that Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, <laughs> Jimmy, Scary Kids, Jimmy World, Scary Kids, Scary Kids. Kids. Fuck yeah, Jimmy World. Uh, a Skylit Drive. Sky Eats Airplane. A Sky Eats Airplane. <laughs> the scene aesthetic. I remember listening to. Uh, mm. Is explosions in the sky out of this era that we're talking no, about? We're talking about more like they still have it's a new like, yeah. Like it was they, like right on the cusp of like transitioning into something else. I set my friends on fire. I set my friends on fire. <laughs> I listened to them on my way here. Ah, uh, what's that song called? Um, Orange. All of them. What's that? Uh, things that run with orange. That's my favorite song from them. Mm. Who's um, who? Who has the song "Existentialism" on prom night? I don't, I don't know. know. That's a. That's a. That's a. That, cute is what, that could be. That cute could is what we aim for. Cute is what we aim the for. The starting Holy line. Yeah, you're getting into. I have like very surface level knowledge of all these bands. Oh, uh, you like Papa Roach? But there's, there's what? <laughs> okay, Papa Roach not terrible, but uh, like bad. two songs that were like this is this is. If I heard it somewhere, I would be like, okay, I Cut wouldn't. Cut my life into pieces. It played in the weight room all of this the time. Uh, yeah, in of high course. school, of course and it was kind of like yeah. okay. Of all the other shit that they were playing in the weight room, this one I was like, you know, this is that, Papa Roach, Corn, you know, uh, Three Days Grace, and but here's uh, the weird thing with, and, but I'm making a point, Three Days Grace, <laughs> and and in uh, like Event Sevenfold, I always call, I always Slip, called that ooh, Slipknot, I always called that Slipknot, I always called that bro music. Well, you know, okay. here's, I always call that white truck lift, white lifted mm-hmm. truck bro music. Well, you know, that's 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 what I was just thinking about now is that I I used to listen to Papa Roach, and there's yeah. nothing particularly bad about the music it's just when you see their yeah. major audience it's like oh this is who they're catering to yeah and i just am not a fan of that <laughs> i will have no, no it's part fun. it's funny because i there's this weird thing that happens when i'm like oh i'm from iowa people are like oh slipknot yeah and i'm like oh, yeah i'm like yeah, I, yeah. I like some of their songs. Yeah. I like some of their songs, and I still... Uh, I would never I, want to go to the one at concerts ever in my whole I'm, life. I'm interested only because their drummer now, I'm a big fan of, uh, Jay... Shit, what's his last name? Who? Jay Weinberg. Yeah. Who's the son of Max Weinberg. Of uh, I think he was the drummer for Conan. Oh, wow. Okay. Jay Weinberg. So he's also the drummer in Against Me. They, they did... Um... Their whole, they they all wear masks, right? Or a yeah. majority. So it's of, like it yeah. doesn't particularly matter, but I believe Joey Jordison died. And then, um, and then I remember legend. there was some there was some like huge backlash when um, Hollywood Undead. Did you ever listen to them? No. They were like trying to be the rap like oh yeah really hard version of basically Slipknot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that was. Not People were making me like take stock in that because they're like, you should buy proxy like Slipknot, and I was like, I, 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 I don't have anything against them. It's just like this very, this very weird way to approach it's, this conversation yeah. you're having. Also, because Slipknot is, there's nothing bad. I like the Slipknot music. It's just that they teeter on that. Um, there's like they teeter on metal, and then, then they teeter on uh, being like um, Creed. Mm, yeah 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 that's what i feel like is like we just talked about a spectrum of like things that it's either they are creed they're teetering becoming creed people think of them as creed but they're nowhere even close to creed well they they've become a bit creedish like the (laughs) like i hate i think about this all the time because there's so many early stuff albums that are really good and it's true their early stuff is better but 
No, not Slipknot. Oh. And, but most bands is like, yeah, the earlier stuff yeah, is better, is, and I don't want to be that asshole, yeah. but it's almost always true. Yeah. The, um, somebody did tell me once, they're like, Linkin Park is, like, basically Creed. And I was like... That is if so they wrong. Were, I was like, if they are basically Creed, why the fuck did Jay-Z even mess with them? Hybrid Theory, Meteora are some of the greatest albums break, of the 2000s. Uh, yeah. So I just, like, no. I, I think it's funny when people are particularly music snobbish, because sometimes it can get so freaking personal. Yeah. Whereas, like, film, some people do get super vitriolic, but... I feel like that's such a weird subjective and almost people, the elitists pride themselves on being super eclectic and liking all forms of film, even lowbrow. But like music's where it's like, (laughs) you need to (laughs) like something else, buddy. Um, uh, That's interesting. Sometimes our digressions are like, (laughs) I'm like, oh man, how did that even begin? Oh oh yeah, but that, that, uh, I have a, a tw- I have a tweet here Do that I love that really summarizes the feelings of the Zendaya uh, <laughs> casting. Yeah, uh, Randall Scott. Well, this is this is all screenshots that somebody else <laughs> tweeted in succession. Randall Scott tweeted, "I'm down with the Black Human Torch. Down with the Black Stormtrooper. May- Mary Jane Watson is a fucking redhead. Period. The end. Period." Mm. Uh, and then someone, Jarrett. Weiselman tweeted at him, so you're good then, right? And it's a picture of Zendaya with red hair. <laughs> Randall Scott then replies, red hair is not a redhead, which Jarrett Weiselman tweets back at him, ah, gotcha, with the picture of a blonde Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, and then a blonde Emma Stone. And Yeah, and then a picture of Beyonce, like, ha, fucking got him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Racist. Yeah, that, oh, I don't I, I mean, I'm pumped about it. I, yeah. I, I'm so pumped about it. Like, who, ca- who cares? Who's, yeah. Who, like, why does it matter to you? Like, go see the movie. Don't go see it. Like, it shouldn't matter enough for you to get so upset about it. It's just a movie. Also, and for the people it matters to, that's awesome. Let it matter to them. It can matter to them. That's so great. If it matters to them, it makes them feel good, then what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But if you want to get, if you want to trash on it and just be a dick about it, like, Go fall in a hole. Like, there's, I, I there's no point. There's, yeah, there's no point. When has Marvel done us wrong? Well, I mean, I know. Yeah, I know you. Well, that sounded like that sounded like I should have answered like when I did us wrong, but no. Yeah, they haven't. The, the, the only thing, the only thing that I feel like would be a mutual like is somebody being like, "Oh man, I thought I was gonna have a new iteration of like cosplay." to do and now it's gonna be a weird but that's like even that's like one of the that's a very nice first world problem it's like man I was looking forward to maybe cosplaying as the new because I am a natural redhead but now I can't so that's fine. Right. I'm okay with taking back seat. That's and, about the only and, thing and that again I'd, doesn't matter. That's, that's like a, a small that's a str- problem. Yeah, that's that's a stretch to be like, oh dang. Like, imagine how it would feel for you to get cast in a role that you really wanted to like play, and then for mm-hmm. everyone to be like, Shitty. no, you're not right for it. You're a dick, and you're yeah. probably already insecure as everyone is, and and they just make you feel like trash. Yeah. You know, like I feel like Zendaya is probably taking it really well, and like also like drinking white white people tears. You know what I mean? <laughs> but. I would hate that. That was a that was a crazy. Where did you pull that reference from? Um, I saw it in a couple. I mean, like people use it's like a meme. Like people use it. White people tears. Yeah, yeah. Because there was um, or drink, the, drinking your man the, tears. There was a, tears. there was a there was a picture of um, the woman who tried to stop down uh, Bernie's. What was it Portland or oh, Seattle? Yeah, yeah, that Seattle. was terrible. She the like Black Lives she Matter. yeah. Because I was sort of like. 
for for the whole of that, I was like, oh, Bernie's handling this about as like well as I think that anyone would, and right. like giving them agency to to speak. And I was actually for her. And then it was like all undone because the next day somebody posted a picture of her with I don't know if that was on her T-shirt or the mug, but it was yeah, I was sipping on white people too. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. oh, well, that, I, think I was the cup really is fine. rooting she was for not you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even it's, it's, like, a, it's a weird situation. That was yeah. I was that's, just that's like, why I pulled that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, dude. Like, chill. It's great. And, it's great casting. The movie's gonna be great anyway. Like, leave it alone. You were fine when they cast her in the movie, but as soon as as soon as they cast her as a different character that she's not necessarily the race of, like, yeah. it's like, what the? Like, no, we don't like. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You're so dumb. It makes me so mad, dude. It makes me so mad. Like, get over it. You know what I mean? Where was that outrage when Kirsten Dunst was cast? Where was the outrage when they didn't cast Donald Glover? Yeah. Why now? Oh, yeah. He was so... Oh, man. If he had just... (laughs) I don't know. Like, if he had just been... I want him to be Miles. But is he too old? I don't know. Here's... I proposed this on um, one of the podcasts with Dave and Chuck. Yeah. And Dave shut me down because he's Dave. And so um, (laughs) I, I said... We were talking about how how Donald Glover was um, cast in yeah. in the movie. We just don't know what role. And it's like I would love for him to be Miles mm-hmm. Morales, and yeah. I would love for him to be a mentor or someone to hang out with Peter Parker in the movie sometime in the future, or even in this movie, to like sort of show him like, hey, I've been doing this for a while, or 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 whatever, and then like teach him or like help him out in some way. So reverse um, the role, of or even if he doesn't have power, yeah, or even if he doesn't have powers in the, this movie, just to be in there and get it later, because I don't know if they would th- they would go into the Ultimate Universe in the MCU at all. Um, sure but they, we they, get they pull from it. Sure. They, yeah, they pull from. It. I sure, guess, I'm not sure I guess we're going to get doing, that distinction though. If yeah. they're doing a younger Peter. Like, if they're going way back, and mm-hmm. we're trying to do this like a Peter would eventually be a mentor for Miles, that's going to be a long time before we get Miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, so that's what I'm saying. Like, let's get Miles now. Who cares? But, yeah, but I feel like it's already established that Tony Stark's going to be his mentor. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I, I was just proposing the idea. That's yeah. what I would do. Yeah. I would put him in there. I like it. I like it. And then um, Brie Larson... Captain Marvel. She's perfect. Yeah, this is another thing. When we talk about, like, when castings happen, and it's just, like, it's a default to rage about something. There was this weird, like, people being like, oh, why'd they have to go with a young actress? Which I also thought was like, shut up. Yeah, that was a a really dumb thing. I was like, I get it if if we want to be, like, the, the thing that everyone was referencing to was... Robert Downey Jr. is like, oh, he was so old when he was cast. Yeah. And it was like, well, that was also 2008. Right. We're in 2016. He's just been in the role, like, yeah, for they a while. Yeah, they said, how come they can cast Robert Downey Jr. and he can be old, but when they cast Marissa Tomei for Aunt May, who should be way old, yeah. she's super young. And I was like... And, and then, like, and then you cast Brie Larson, who's also super young. Like, what does that say to women in Hollywood? That they're building a franchise. And they're building a franchise, and then there was another person that said, "Well, Captain Marvel's supposed to be older anyway." And then even Kelly Sue was like, "Yeah, but guys, we don't know. Like, it could be her origin story. We don't know. She could be younger. Like, it's not. Like, I don't think it's and something she's to rage not about. Even, she's not really that old. It's just we had her as Ms. Marvel, yeah. for a while, yeah. So she was like basically Robin, and now would be at Brie Larson's age, which is like a Nightwing equivalent age." bracket you know what i mean like 
that that's what she is in the comics right now. People need to stop worrying about who are in the movies and just enjoy the movie yeah, for think, what they I, are. It's just like a weird just because just because those movies don't match what their 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 source material at all doesn't mean the movie can't be good. Doesn't mean the movie's going to be uh, way different from what you already know. It's going to be awful because of that. It's just just enjoy it. We're just super reflexive. Yeah, and it's like it's. And people Some, just want something to complain about yeah. all the time. It's like a, it's, which I get. I'm. It's like right now I'm choosing to fill the vacuum with of of a void of just like using words to be like what, why are we reacting this way? And everyone just reacts that way. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm sat here going, how are we being so reflexive about it right away? And I think it's, I think it's kind of like I've been watching comic book movies. Since God, I I don't even. I, was, I, I remember the Blade, first movie. Since Blade. Yeah, since, yeah. Since since Batman. First movie I ever, ever remember watching was Batman Forever. That yeah. was the first movie I remember watching and putting on like almost Gross. every day. That's a, that, I <laughs> That's like that. Bad. I'll stand yeah. by that movie. Batman I'll stand by that movie. Batman Robin. No. Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. Batman Forever's. Okay, no. it was. I I like those movies as a kid. They were very colorful and fun. Yeah. As an adult, can't stand them. Cannot do it. Uh, it I, I rewatch them. It depends on the crowd. If you're with the right people, then yeah. it's fine. I'm, yeah, yeah, but he's never with anyone. He's always no, by himself. So. myself. I'm the one. <laughs> I watch movies by myself. Um, yeah, I, I, it was like Batman Returns for me. So for right for the time being, it's like, and I I've had so many castings. Like I can remember growing up and being like, they're making a Spider-Man movie, guys. Like with Tobey Maguire. I uh, uh, in middle school, I yeah. Uh, we had to do a book report, and the book I chose was a book on Tim Burton. And oh, one really? of the chapters was when they were making Batman, and everyone was like, what the fuck? Tim Burton directing Batman? Michael Keaton as Batman? What the fuck? That yeah. sounds awful. And yeah. yet, here we are with one of the fucking best Batman. Yeah, yeah. I And 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 I really love Toby. I really love what Sam Raimi did for Toby Spider-Man. Toby was great. Yeah. And... Even though I do not like the third movie, I no. love yeah. emo Spider-Man. It's, it's funny. <laughs> I Weird. love him so much. Like there was something on the internet uh, when like this whole thing happened yesterday. Like, oh, you guys complain about this new movie? Do you guys remember this? Yeah. And it was a picture of <laughs> yeah. of Peter Parker dancing in the nightclub, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I remember. It. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes of all time. I was so emo. He was so relatable. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when he does like tussle his hair and in the yeah. mirror, and he's like, "Yeah, that's better." Those <laughs> like, are good movies. Like I love one and two. <laughs> one of the scenes I remember in Beyond All the Great Scenes in Spider-Man Two is when he's walking down the street and he goes, "Raindrops yeah. are falling on yeah. my head." Like yeah. that that scene makes me laugh every yeah. time. I love that. scene. And there's like an ambulance that drives by, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, someone should do something." And then he just takes a bite out of food. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a very New York. York. It yeah. has a very New York kind of feeling. It's very Spider-Man. Yeah. It's just like fun. Yeah, yeah. Those first two movies are awesome. And I, mm-hmm. I can remember being, I can just remember being in middle school and being like, guys, they're making, they're making Spider-Man. They're making it into a movie. This is so yeah. cool. That was me getting excited about a Marvel movie. Like, there's been a whole stretch of me just any comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm on board, and I can just remember that era where people are like, so. Uh, so so what? It's funny. Am I getting ex- what am I getting excited about? Whenever I think oh, of those I'm movies, I'm so alone right now. What? Whenever I think of those movies, especially Spider-Man One, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is the scene where he runs into the Green Goblin in the burning building, and the I can deal and the with the scream. Yeah, that yeah. I fucking what? <laughs> no, it's just like ah! yeah. No, it's yeah. 
Yeah, like, it's just I, like a canned. Oh, the one where yeah, he's like a very he's, generic yeah. scream that drives me insane. That is like so unbelievably fake to it's me. Scary. And it should be that, that, fake that as that. a as a hero assessing the scene, you yeah. should just be like, this is clearly not. A w- old woman or a woman or, or a baby yeah. or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Those movies are great. Yeah. Though. I, I once tweeted, I think Spider-Man 1 is one of the most perfect spy- uh, superhero movies. It's really good. And I... someone tweeted like, no, it's not. And then I <laughs> blocked them. <laughs> what a jerk. Do you guys? That's me. Because um, I feel like this is slowly turning into an episode where we talk about just how people respond to things on online. Do you Have you had a purge yet? Of, like, Facebook, where you're just like, nope, I'm not friends with you anymore. Like, yeah, just, for sure. Yeah? I don't deal with that. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. What It's so... If you're on my timeline, not necessarily disagreeing with me, but yeah. if you're on my timeline spouting hate, like, yeah. I don't want anything to do with you. I, yeah, I never come across that. Though, uh, I have one friend in particular that was, I think, in the Army or something, and so it was like very America, like yeah. oh. And then a lot of his posts were like teetering on, like fuck, this is blockable, this is unfriendingable material. Yeah. But it's, I'm also not sure if he's kidding or not. <laughs> also, there were like so what? So that just drew it's, you into wanting to read the art or read his posts more, or yeah. And I, I don't remember if I unfriended him or not. But it's it's oh it's only ever been that one friend. It's never been like a because purge. because I'm I'm at this point now where like. I can remember seeing people being like proudly, I just purged a bunch of people, and if you're seeing this status right now, that means I think that you're cool. I just remember going like, I don't think it. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters to me that much enough to like make part of my day just cutting people out of either Facebook or Twitter or yeah, Instagram or I anything. Feel like that's when you take and, things too seriously online. Yeah, and then, but but. Y- there's still a lot of people I know that do that. Well, I think and, it's, I think like the reason why I do it, that's when I was like on Facebook a lot. Mm-hmm. It's 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 because it's a part of your day, and you yeah. don't want to see that negativity. I'm never on Facebook anymore, so yeah. I don't think I would ever do it. But now, if I'm on Twitter and like, because I'm on Twitter all the time, yeah. if I'm on Twitter and I'm following someone who I think is like really expounding a lot of hate or really just someone I just don't want to follow, I'm gonna why, like. It why might, did you follow them? It might. Why well, I didn't know at the time, but it yeah. just might start me like thinking like, who else should I unfollow? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I don't know, like, there's plenty that does elicit a response out of me, but somebody just being the complete, just most asinine, like, on social media doesn't, like, I just take that as a reflection of them, and I don't, I don't, like, it It doesn't even touch me. It's, there's, like, not a, it, does, it doesn't deflect or anything. It's just not a part of me. Yeah. And seeing them, like, say something about their life. And they're kind of just trying to throw over this layer of the world is, you know, what's messed up. But I had this interesting, this this weird, like, cycle of, like, am I right or am I wrong, like, thing where I recently um, got done with a workout. I felt awesome. Yeah. And I had seen enough people that I'm friends with be like, I don't usually post, like, anything about my body. But today I felt great. And I, always, I always thought that's cool like that person that person is not a model and they're like hey i feel great today and i was like you know what i'm gonna do it and just like did it to see what the response could be and i it's not like i thought everyone was going to be um 
hey, you look great. Oh, this is cool. This is this is awesome. And I wasn't like needing that to support me. It was just more like a the act of putting it up mm-hmm. on Instagram was like, oh. And it was just me being like flexing like, hey, for a decade of my life, I was always the skinny kid who could never put on weight. And it was always, it was a thing that was like, I'm not, I, I'm okay with who I am. But it is a little weird when like grownups approach me and they're like, Hey, why don't you eat a cheeseburger? Like, I'm not already yeah. eating 12 of those. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like a, oh, I was in sports all the time, and I always did, like, running and cross country. And I and I, I would be, like, toned, but I could never put on weight. And I would always say to my friends, like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, doing 325 on bench press. I'm like, holy shit. I'm never going to be able to ever do that. But I would be like, oh, yeah, I hope to get up to 185 and, like, wait. Like, it was always, like, a target of me to gain weight. And, like, I felt like I finally saw something, some, like, results. And so I put it up on Instagram. And the thing was, was there's only two ways that that can go. Uh Is somebody is like, you look great. Keep it up. Or, oh, my God. Like, now this makes me want to do it. Or you fucking suck or like you or like, Oh my God, you're a narcissist or like this. And this was the same week and I saw it and I didn't think twice about it where that article dropped, where they were basically like study shows that people who post their workouts online are narcissists. And I was like, that kind of sounds like an onion article. And I got, yeah, it does. (laughs) I was sort of like, and where's the study of like people who give a shit about study done by scientists who never work out. (laughs) Yeah. I I was just like, this seems like such a weird way to focus our attention. Are you kidding me? Dude, when you work out, it's like, cause I've been losing weight and I've never felt better my whole entire life. I want to post all the, all the time on Facebook and like Instagram and Twitter. Like I feel great. I've, I've lost this much weight. Like I feel so good about myself. Like the first time in a very long time. And I, I don't do it because I'm afraid of those reactions. Like you piece of shit. Yeah. How, like what, who cares? Like whatever. And like, thing, like I got that article sent also, to me twice, and I was sort of like, okay. I was like, this this was me being like, all right, you knew this could be the possibility, and then I just thought about South Park where Cartman's going. I put a picture up, and I, I thought I was super ripped, and people posted comments yeah. like, I'm not really all that ripped. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't be Cartman about this, but it is a really fucked up thing because. The two people that sent that article, and they pretty much just they left the article there, which I thought right. the biggest thing was that just they were just being, yeah, there. they were just yeah. being pussyfoots about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Was yeah. just like, hey, I'm just gonna leave this here, and you can have it for food for thought. I was like, why don't I you say you? a yeah. statement? I sure like, it was more of like a joke. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't because it's because it was those people that are like right on the periphery of oh I haven't seen them in like six uh, years and they yeah, never, they right, haven't right. checked in with me that's such and a putting dick their, move yeah. so, oh so, my God. so that's why I'm like it's not my nature to give a shit about like oh should I do the act should I like burn the bridge should I do that and then it's just like this was me being like oh I thought these people originally all social media starts because you're friending the person yeah mm-hmm. you know and I, it's not like I live in this fantasy world where I think a thousand people are my like close and immediate friends, but it's just a weird like. I I feel strange when I when I feel like I'm watching the whole of social media be okay with sh- exchanges where people are just dicks to one another, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but anyway, I was I I basically walked away being like I don't think I'm gonna be thin skinned, and already my feed shows that I don't post like me pictures like ooh look at me selfie like muscles yeah. all the time so Social. it's like I don't have any plan to 
to be like, oh, well, I'm going to say fuck you to those people and keep posting more. It was just like that day. Social so it's media just so weird. is so poisonous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so there's there's this argument where people go like, yeah, it's it's bad, but it also can be used for good. And it's like, I don't see a lot of good. Well, and I think there's like, good in like stuff where like, oh, there's a protest happening. In, yeah, that, in, that like, stuff is cool. Yeah. For sure. But there, there's a part of me that's like, you also it? invest yourself t- way yeah. too much in this shit. Yeah. Like, don't, like, social media is not your life. Yeah. I see, like, even well, like. Well, now people, it's becoming tools for people, and that's where it starts to And that's, like, I think that's really bullshit. Blurred. Like, I go online, and I see people, like, like, totally invested in, like, their Instagram and their Snapchats and their Twitter and Facebooks and stuff to the point where it's like, yeah. to the point where it's like, that's their life. Like, that's yeah. how they interact with people primarily. And those, like, and those, like, I don't know. For me, it's like, you can't let this affect the way that you live. Mm-mm. You can't let this um, make you angry or make you upset. Like all social media, should, for me at least, should be is like I'm letting you know what this is going on in my life, or I'm letting you know that this is happening in my life, or that I'm doing this or doing that. Um, and because social media was originally Twitter, Facebook, all those things were originally created for networking. Yeah, and that's the thing is I was sort of reminiscing about the early days of Facebook and why I feel like I'm sort of like. No, the same things can happen. I'm like, no, it's almost the reason this shit is happening now is because when you look at what Facebook is, what Facebook started out as was you had to get invited by a friend. Right. Like you had to get Uh, sent something. So it was like you couldn't just go to it and you have one. So there was that sort of still communal like exclusivity to it. But then there was no, there's no ads. There's that. There, I don't even think there was the ability to share a link. No, to all, something else. There were like pins. Remember pins that you could yeah. throw on your wall yeah. and stuff. And, and there like, was like games, and there was quizzes, and it was, it was more like an expression of who you were. Remember bulletins? Yeah, yeah. MySpace. Yeah, and and so dumb. And <laughs> now that ads are thrown into it, it's the quickest way to like politicize, and oh. and not even. Like it's Instagram not it's, it's 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 not that we mm-hmm. shouldn't be thinking about the the themes the the figures within politics like all these things it's just I think it's impossible to not have this duality of of you're right you're wrong sort of a approach to it because they're always going to be like well what do you think do you think they were in the wrong do you think they were in the right that, like there's always also, this like overarching like it's created this what do you like, guys what are your guys kind of thoughts? thoughts exactly like, that's that's what social media does it has yeah. you there are only two sides on social media yeah the extreme left or the extreme right yeah and uh, they're always in or extreme one side of the issue the other extreme the side of the issue there's no middle ground and when yeah. you try to say there is middle ground they yeah. say no fuck you and then you pick get a two, side. two parties like yeah it's well, so dumb i was thinking about that the other day because uh i don't know if you remember this Louis Louis apparently Louis CK yeah has a uh, um a newsletter and a little earlier on in the Donald Trump Bernie yeah. race yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, letter. that letter of like I believe you know you should do what you want we should be able to like talk about these things and not argue about it but Trump is a horrible monster and it's yeah. making me think of like where that line is between we are friends with differing opinions and we can still talk about that and where is it that's like oh our opinions are just way too different. We can't be friends. Or, yeah. like, our opinions are not so different, but we also don't talk about that much. Like, where are, the, where are those lines and how do you maintain them without being so extreme about it? Yeah. And I and it's, the, like, the people that posted, like, the article to try and get a dig at me, mm-hmm. it was almost like a, like, a, is it, does my life get better if they are just cut out? Or, like, should I take this as a, like, hey, do you want to talk? 
Like, a, you know what I mean? Like, it's a weird, like, it's such a weird thing to, to see someone act a certain way on social media. And, and when you don't, by default, react that way, I, I, I just don't know if it's like a, if it, if it's for the greater good to still maintain a contact and have them see or to be like, no, time to cut it. Yeah. So it's it's weird. Anyway, that was I feel like the process of us talking about social media was <laughs> maybe better than the points, but um yeah, I uh, the aborigines. What did, <laughs> what did Grant say? Grant said was like the first the first thing he started talking about was the aborigines have it right. I Grant, admit, I don't remember. Grant Morrison? Oh dude, I I was like eating up every word that he said, and he and, and he was just basically like the Aborigines have it all. And yeah. guess what? They're not using social media. Um, <sighs> also, uh, tan- completely tangential. I am one of the many people that I know that I guess I didn't realize that there were so many people doing this too. That listen to Alan Watts, all the all the YouTube lectures of Alan Watts. You should definitely listen to him. He's a lecturer that was around um, in the sixties and seventies. Um, and basically talks about very existential stuff and talks about like there was a while there where there was a thing ta- um there was a thing on Facebook that was basically him talking about um the game of life and um how it is just basically a game, but we spend so much of it like doing very miserable things and um I felt like bringing that up because I think it was. It, it, there was one that I listened to where he was basically forecasting what would be our current predicament right now, which is GMOs, um, um, actually um, genetic therapy, and um, mm. the way of technology. He was basically saying, like, the whole purpose of a machine is to help mankind out. So when we have situations where, say, we're building cars at a fast rate or we're we're mechanizing it shouldn't become a problem that all the people that were originally doing that job are now out of a job because we we should be going towards a society where – and this is where people are like, oh, no, that's like an ideal. But he was basically saying we should be putting money into the machines that our taxes go towards the machines. People can still own it. Like the owner of GMC could still own it. But we reap the benefits from that. That's like part of how we exist. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure somebody would be like, well, here, let me deflate that like straight away. But it was very interesting to hear him talk about. Um, and almost every one of his videos on on uh, YouTube is like some sort of trippy, like the silhouette of someone's face and just like starlight, like zipping out of their face. It's, it's <laughs> always like I'm Love sat it. there and I'm like, I'm listening to him like say very poignant things. And who whoever found this image of like, existential body leaving soul and vice versa um is amazing so check it out cool um real purpose of uh, mocast is to talk about <laughs> comics um and some comics came out this week uh i noticed that you grabbed a dc title I which did. doesn't always happen so it's let's not, talk about it uh my first pick yes. is dc rebirth batgirl and the birds of prey number one very nice uh I, I'm interested in keeping up with Batgirl. I like the new, I like this new Batgirl that we have. But I also yeah. have to admit, a little bias of having met and talked to the writers, uh, Shauna and Julie Benson. When did you do that here? 
Uh, they've been on a few podcasts that I've recorded. Oh, and, cool. And, stuff, and they're very nice and very cool. Uh, and then, so they are the writers, and the artist is... Hold on. Uh, it's one of those kind of books where it's not all on the first page. Claire Rowe, artist of Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. So is that, so that's a pretty... Um, for the main... Is that was that all females that you just mentioned? You know, I believe so. That would I be mean, cool. Yeah. That would be very cool. Definitely. Uh, it is an all-female book, Birds of Prey. Uh, Chris is uh, evaporating to thin air. I have to go, guys. I'm so sorry. Hey, we know how it goes. Yeah. The yeah. shift is yeah. calling you back. All right, I'll see you guys. Or I'll hear I don't. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get out of here. Batman smoke pellet. <laughs> Uh, so this book starts off with uh, Black Canary and Batgirl just kind of giving you uh, some some of their history. Mm-hmm. Telling them like, oh, okay, these are good friends here. And they're trying to figure out this person who is using the name Oracle but for bad. Oh, really? Yeah. And so Batgirl's pretty, uh, it's like, hold pretty caught up in it. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out Huntress is also kind of... She's seeking her own revenge, but is they they keep running into each other, and then they decide to like, okay, we got to work together. There was like a panel where her and Batgirl were kind of face to face, I think, right? Uh, did I flip through? I think or... I, I was flipping through it, and I saw um, that there. It looked like a very like uh, two points of opinion being like, hey, yeah, well, yeah, there yeah, it is, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, Batgirl's completely got her finger in her face. Yeah, they're kind of arguing like, well, I don't know if we can trust you. You kind of do things a different way than we do. You're, uh, uh, I don't want to say torturing, but a, what's the word? She's much more brutal than Batgirl. Yes. Far more willing to use force to get what she's looking for. Uh, But it's a a good book. Interesting to see where it goes. Uh, It gets a a little snake heavy. Yeah, I saw saw that on the cover and I was kind of like... Snake. I really like the the snake on the cover. Very nice. The snake. Um, what? Because uh, you have you picked up too many of the DC, the Rebirth books? Yeah. Uh, no, not really. What was it I that also, drew you to Br- Birds of Prey? Just Batgirl. Knowing, just, the, I feel like that's probably the big selling point. Yeah. that it's Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I um, I I grabbed that and I'm looking forward to reading it. Um. I I didn't get to that one this week. I pretty much got to um, Suicide Squad, which uh, I had to be reminded um, uh, that, if you remember, there's a number one for Rebirth. Um, Mm. So basically each title has a um, DC Universe Rebirth, um, either the title, or it'll be just Supergirl Rebirth, like this week. Supergirl Rebirth came out, and that's a number one. And that's like the rebirth, like introduction to, and then first issues. Like a one shot, and then. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And so we got the one shot for Suicide Squad um, a couple weeks ago. And now we have the official number one of Suicide Squad. And it was, it was definitely like my favorite of the week. Um, and they have a roster that's very, very close to the movie, which in a, in, I don't need. But sometimes when there is, like, just creative alignment like that, I'm like, great. 
that's going to be great for a lot of the kids that are reading right now. Um, Because they'll be like, hey, comics and movies and everything's coming together. They're not going to see the movie and then pick up the book and be be like, wait, who are these? I mean, that happened to me. Well, I guess I wasn't in a boom of like superhero movies at the same time I started reading comics. Mm -hmm. I was was pretty much led to the movies because I knew about the comics. But... Um yeah, I this this was a really this was a really good book this week. Um uh they don't have Diablo was the 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 thing I was leading up to. Um um and he's a fan favorite of a lot of people I talked to that saw Suicide Squad. Um which I I don't know that they could have anticipated um in time to sort of get him in, but they can make him a late addition at any point and I think that would be great there's a point um oh this solidified pretty much to me that harley is gonna be like harley could very easily be uh the deadpool equivalent because there were so many times where she was just like all of the stakes that were in the book she was completely just like not invested at all like there's a point where they're gonna do this big halo jump where they um are like shot out of a spacecraft and and descend in this like what I could only describe is like a carnival sort of like s- seats in the round sort of thing. Mm-hmm. There's like this, it's just a ring that they're sat on, but it's like got seat backings and stuff like that. But it's open as they're. It was kind of weird. I was like, what was the design of this other than <laughs> to just like um, have them be almost in nothing as they're shot out um, into space. Um, but then there was a point where they were about to do that jump and she's playing Pokemon Go and she's like, hey, no way. There's a there's a whatever saying Pokemon without actually saying Pokemon is up here in space. I didn't think that there would be one. Um, and then she's wearing a shirt only in one panel that just says Rebirth um, on nice. the shirt. Um, <laughs> so not quite the yucking it up at every sentence like Deadpool. Yeah. Um, but, but in terms of a group dynamic, she's still the fun one. Yeah. Um, and then, but there was also some things that they are doing that I just never, uh, like it, it's a direction that they're going into straight away with like killer croc. There's a point where, uh, he's like, they're briefing him on all what the, what the, um, task is going to be, what the mission is going to be. Mm. And he's just like, please not space. And then they cut to them getting ready to go into space. And then um, um, there's a very pained looking um, uh, killer croc holding his head back, just trying to get some relief. And he says, I feel a bit unwell. And I was just sort of like, okay. The movie version was like almost bordering on like stereotype. And this is a very eloquent uh, killer croc. And I think I, now that I've seen the both, I like a eloquent creature. A lot, so yeah. um, I, and I feel like that—that's a lot more fun, probably, to write to have a like it's a Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. Yeah, like oh, this creature that looks, looks so, so crude. Well, but, yeah. yeah, and then he ends up, um, and then you have moments where he's being highbrow in his speech, and then he just yaks in his helmet, <laughs> and then the like crisis is that he's going to choke in his own vomit um, in his space helmet, um, and so Flag is trying to help him out, and uh, all the while while that's happening. Um, Harley's saying stuff like, I can only assume that all of that vomit in your helmet right now is, is hot dogs, right? You're not still eating people. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And then that was sort of the main mission. And then they're doing another, uh, sort of split story. So they do, they call it the personnel file colon dead shot. 
and uh, the second half of the book is going into Deadshot's backstory. This art was done by Jason Fabic in this, um, or Fabak, however it's uh, said. Um, I like Fabic. Um, but uh, Jason Fabic and then uh, Rob Williams is the writer in this uh, second story called Never Miss. Um, the first uh, half was done by uh, Jim Lee, who was a penciler, so we got great stuff going on. And again, um, Rob Williams uh, as the writer. And both of them had, like, just really great layers going on. Like, what what was going on with uh, Deadshot in this uh, second half was um, going back into the past. And it's talking about how in the movie, Will Smith was like, I love my daughter. Nothing comes between me and my daughter. The same thing's kind of going on with this Deadshot, but he's purposely staying out of her life because he views him. He's judging himself yeah. harshly, and he knows that he's a bad guy. And um, he doesn't want to corrupt something that he thinks is so pure and innocent as his daughter. And she's being kind of resourceful and trying to get back into his um, his gaze. And they do, in, in doing flashbacks, they flash back to, he was, um, he's always been a hitman. And he sort of lived lavishly in style, not wearing a mask or anything. He just like would take people out here and there every once in a while. And um, he was at, like, a Gotham uh, charity event um, when um, everyone was held at gunpoint. And uh, he's in, a, like, a suit and he's drinking champagne. This is Deadshot. Mm. And in comes Batman. And so there was this weird thing that Waller's like, I know the impression that he had on you. I know what that night meant to you. That was you seeing a costume man that was stopping crime from happening. And eliminating bad guys in not as uh, mili- uh, like military way as you do, which is just killing them. Um, and I know what that night meant to you. You um, then put on a costume shortly after. So Batman made some sort of impact on you. And that was cool to to see that sort of like parallel of if Batman is a man that does pretty much everything that he can with the exception of like, killing via mm-hmm. use of gun um deadshot is could very well also be batman he just has he just uses the gun um mm. because he never misses and then there's a cool i always love there's sometimes you know where he like purposely misses or something like that there's always a play on like how he misses or or the fact that he's like i never miss the thing that he he, he tries to get um there's this group um, where basically the figurehead is called Cobra. And I was sort of like, all right, we're sort of borderlining on G.I. Joe here. Um, but he's got a snake that's just around his neck. And he's basically saying, we want you to murder Bruce Wayne. Um, and uh, Deadshot's like, that's fine. You need to give me $10 million. They're like, no, you're not going to do that um, because we have your daughter. And the second that they lay that on him because he was walking away from them, he just shoots the head off the snake. That was around Cobra's neck, and it was like it was it was brilliantly done. Um, and that's uh, Jason Fabic's art that's making all of this feel really epic. And uh, I'm not surprised that I took to it because I really loved uh, Justice League: Dark Side War, which was mm-hmm. my introduction to Jason Fabic's art. That's a that kind of reminded me of two things that I thought about after we had talked about the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Was that uh, we should have 
plugged Suicide Squad or Assault on Arkham because that's a real good movie. Oh yeah. Uh, but also that like uh, for all the kind of one thing that I would have loved to see that would have been a little bit of fan servicey, but also uh, uh, it would have just been cool to see is a, something like in the bar where they were just had been like. Oh yeah, and Batman. I hate Batman, and just have like around. Oh, everyone's like, opinion I, on like, Batman. Or, like Batman, yeah. or just their whatever healer, hero that yeah. they had encountered. Yeah, they're like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, I feel like Batman would be the perfect one because he's mm. the only established uh, hero in this cinematic right. canon. Even though that we did has get, a history, other than Flash and Captain Boomerang. That, like, yeah, that, that, that was a it, glimpse. Yeah, the, that was a glimpse. But yeah, that we don't even. I'm sure. I'm sure that was only a. To use the word flash because um that uh that did to it definitely doesn't feel like there's a history running with that no, boomerang and but i I've, i was like well i guess that kind of gives you the sense that they're yeah in the world yeah which if if that's what's going on then um i was kind of like i feel like flash fans are like no the rogues the rogues are something that needs to happen like if they do a movie and I'm sort of like, I don't know, would Grodd need to be like? I, I try to think. I'm I'm not I'm not great with like a team of villains, sort of like like I I can do ensemble pieces where it's the heroes, it's the protagonists, but like a a um, I'm not as excited by um, antagonists in a group, if that makes sense, like. It's just, it's a really weird like conventions like oh I like my I like my conventional story structure mm-hmm. I usually like one antagonist I think things get messy when there's multiple antagonists like Suicide Squad well I took I took well yes I <laughs> like the way that you did Joker like that's not I took that as something that was just happening parallel to them. I didn't really think of him as an antagonist even though he still did kind of fuck up the squad's like stride. Um but but Goliath and Goliath and Enchantress I was fine with cuz they felt like just Goliath felt like an extension of her. I just meant more like the Suicide Squad yeah. itself and then yeah. kind of the movie. But yeah. but, yeah. but I I I get what you mean but I also like if we're gonna do it in a movie, it would have to be a small team. But I yeah. am interested. I'm always interested in. I, well, I guess the opposite. I'm always pretty interested in um, like villainous groups, just to see how they all mm. play together. Mm. Yeah, like, I I think it could allow for really good banter. Um, mm. And a lot of times anymore, um, comic book movies. I mean, there was a point where. We were like, oh, Spider-Man 3 suffered from too many villains. Yet yeah. that didn't stop like comic book movies after that from having multiple villains. But, the, but I, what I – I guess the my argument for that is that they weren't necessarily a team. There was just a right. lot of villains. You're right, right. And I'm actually trying to think of of a of, – A team of villains? Yeah. I, I, Batman Forever is – not forever um, – Batman Returns were, well, I guess they weren't necessarily Cat, a team. No, Catwoman and Penguin. No, no. Yeah, That's so it doesn't question. it doesn't happen often. I think it happens a lot more in comics and a lot more in cartoons too. Because yeah. I was thinking of um, the Legion of well, Doom. Yeah, Legion of Doom. There's also um, 
there's the uh, one of the Justice League ones where the there's the cards like the Ace and the Jack and the there's there's basically they're Royal Flush I think they're all called and there's like a Ace a King a Queen a Jack figure and it was just sort of like oh I don't need to like I I just like seeing a whole team of good guys take down like one like super, super bad villains. guy versus but. like each of them pair off and unless we're talking about like when the Power Rangers fought the the Nega versions of themselves, that's a whole different. Story. That's great. Mega version of a of a character is yeah. always fun. Yeah, and if you're talking about a Nega version of a team, a superhero yeah. team, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But the I guess the the cartoon I should have thought of of a group of villains that is what made me think of like that's what they should have had in the yeah. Suicide Squad movie is in the animated Batman show when I think I forgot what the episode. Episodes called, but it's a round table of all the villains playing poker, and each of them have a story about like mm. I almost took the Batman, I almost got the. Oh, Batman. that's now I want to go home and watch that. It's such a good episode. What? Okay, now maybe you're a better reference than I. Um, if I wanted to watch a Batman animated series, <laughs> I have no idea. That's something else that I. No? I it. Uh, <laughs> where do you watch them? That's I. I hate that it, it, they're not like Netflix? super available. Yeah, not mm-hmm. Hulu. It's probably because it is such a cool thing that they're like, oh, we I'm can sure milk these DVD box sets exactly. until like, death. and I'm sure it's 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 being worked on, hopefully. But I yeah. think that's also the kind of thing of like, let's really take care. I mean, of I know at like, least for sure I'm going to go investigate, and if it's been low key on Netflix, I'm just gonna be like, what? I I would I would or Hulu? I would shoot myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh, I've I've failed. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's uh, Suicide Squad number one. Um, it was a great, great start, uh, and I think um, I, I hope that they add um, El Diablo because then yeah. it would be a full thing. And uh, yeah, uh, my other pick for this week, do it, is Jonesy, which I talked about. I think almost all four issues beforehand, yes. and it was supposed to be a four-part short series, but. Uh, from what I hear from Holly, it's now ongoing. Nice. And so here we are with Jonesy number five. Very good. Which is uh, very, v- so light. Yeah. So very light and fun. But uh, it now kind of kind of takes place after the fourth issue where she still has her, her strange powers that she hasn't totally figured out where people, she makes people fall in love, but she can't make people fall in love with her. Uh like yeah. it, it can't work yeah. for her, but it works. She can make people fall in love with things. And so she made her favorite artist, as established in the four-part miniseries, the artist named Stuff, uh, fall in love with her hometown so that he would come to her town. And then he does, and he's super in love with things. Like, I'm going to put on a rock opera. And then uh, he, she makes him fall in love with her zines that she makes about him. And so then she's like, you wrote my zines. Like, these are great. Come with me, and we'll, like, come... We'll come, like, just come watch, just come hang out with me. And so she's hanging out with him, and she's loving it, and she's daydreaming about all this stuff, and then you kind of see, like, oh, she's kind of starting to let down her friends, because she's like, mm. I can't go to your birthday, because that's the rock opera. She suggests to him, like, like uh, his rock opera is like, I'm the prince, and I have to save this helpless princess, and something else. And she's like, well, what if the princess was actually, like, a dragon slayer, and she didn't need to be rescued, but, you know, she was, like, a, a lot... She had a lot more to her. 
He's like, that sounds like a cool idea. And then the next day, he's like, I've decided to make the prince a dragon slayer, and I will save the princess from that rocket ship. And she's like, you kind of start to see stuff ain't so cool. Yeah, that's... It's such an abstract power that you're like, oh, okay. But the 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 more that you explain the series to me, it does sound like a very the the not it's, the shtick, but the like the core of this. Every time she tries to do something, like you think she's learning. Okay, I can't use it this way, but yeah, I'll do it this. And every time, there's like blowback in some weird way. That's actually how the the issue starts, which is so funny because it, it's like uh, her friends like, oh, I wonder how stuff decided to come to our small oh, town. Yeah, it's not yeah, as yeah. if we didn't have somebody that could do that, and it's not as if that person messes everything up every time she tries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and and. Without spoiling anything about the conclusion here, does it leave off as a uh, cliffhanger? Uh, a little, uh, or is yes, it, or is the uh, moral like wrapped up? It's not. It's not wrapped oh, no. up. It'll it'll continue on. Okay, and uh, I'm interested in seeing where it goes. Yeah, just because in the middle of it, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of turning into like a very fluffy book. Like though, like where's the not, not that there has to be any kind of struggle, but where's Where's the conflict here? Right. And then you kind of like, oh. You start to see it. Because for um, a, a good chunk, it's just like everything's going her way. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- when I look at this, I, I get a sort of Steven Universe vibe. Mm-hmm. Is it similar? Very Steven Universe. Yeah. Say, if you love Steven Universe, you're going to love Jonesy. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. when we talk about all the heavy stuff that we talk about, and then you're kind of reminded there's books where it's just like, the the literal makeup of this this title character is to make people love things. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's, uh, it's just fun. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, I to no surprise uh, whatsoever picked yet another uh, DC Rebirth title as my second pick of the week, and it was uh, the Rebirth issue of Supergirl. So we're getting. That means we're basically talking about the origin in the context of still New new 52, but Rebirth era. Um, So we see um, um, Zor-El, Kara's actual biological father, um, actually uh, after he had sent her off, like a, a time after that. Um, And he, it starts with him banishing one of the people that had survived Krypton because he had red kryptonite poisoning. And uh, the more that that, like, interacted with his cells, the more that he would be a threat to the community of survivors. Um, So they banished him to the Phantom Zone. And in this issue, it's a pretty, like, straightforward issue, um, and, and, and it has introductions. It basically... The the thing I, I didn't realize about... Um, uh, at least this new 52 version of, of Supergirl. Um, I don't know if this has been a part of her mythos um, from the beginning, but she didn't have adoptive parents the same way that um, Clark did um, in that people found um, him after he crash-landed and raised him when he was young. Um, they There's parents in here that um, were assigned to her. Um, so she's already kind of it was it was interesting because both Suicide Squad and Supergirl there's like an element of like 
this bureaucratic, like this figure, both of which were female, that were sort of like telling telling the hero like, this is how you're gonna go about doing things if you're if you're if we're gonna be okay with you being a hero or a you know antihero, um, and so they're helping her get her powers back um, because she was without powers, so they were sending her into the sun. And at the same time as she's pretty much in the sun, um, there's this character that was banished to the um, Phantom Zone that comes out of basically the warp drive, um, the Phantom Zone drive of of the ship's like sort of thrust or the, um, let's say, the bleed basically of, of that. And uh, when he comes out, he's like, oh, no. The um, sun, he's like the sunlight is reflecting off that near moon, and he turns into basically like a cosmic werewolf, and uh, and so she, um, she busts out of the sun basically um, with her powers uh, back, and then um, flies to stop the threat, and he's he's telling her the whole time, um, I know that symbol. You're speaking Kryptonian. You must be um, uh, Zorel's daughter, and you're gonna you're here to do the same thing that he did to me, which was um, give me a life. When I he basically he would he didn't attack any of the humans before they started attacking him, and he's like that's been my struggle my my whole time recently is that I'm not looking to be a threat to anyone, and um, humans Kryptonians just think before or act before they actually think about the fact that I'm a victim. Mm-hmm. And then so after that sort of skirmish, um Kara says, oh, we're we're gonna get you checked out and he sort of like depowers back into a Kryptonian. But they're like, is he a time bomb? Like what's that thing with the moon? Like what's going on? So mm-hmm. um he could turn back into the monster at any point. So that was a weird um that was kind of a weird. I couldn't have expected that sort of introduction. Yeah. Um. I. I'm. I'm also. I'm very. I'm surprised by that, and I'm far more interested in than in that than where I thought. Like, uh, because so many so many comics are just like, here's your hero, and now here's just a, a monster that they're gonna fight. Yeah. It, just... it was almost wrapped up in the thing I don't like, which is like, oh, we're just we're thrusting us into threat, and I don't understand why at all. But mm. it, it it borrowed. It, it borrowed very nicely from the origin story without cramming it down my throat. It was mm-hmm. like wherever the origin story usually stops, this picked up from right after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really cool. So, yeah, definitely check out Supergirl Rebirth number one. And then um, and I think two weeks is the way that they stagger it. Look out for Supergirl's number one issue. Uh, something else I'm really excited about yes. that I forgot until I was reading my my DC book yes. was uh, Gerard Way's. Uh, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot what it's called. Uh, Young Animals. His Young oh, Animal line. Oh yeah. Like Doom Patrol, Shade, uh, The Changing Girl, and I forgot what other books that are coming out on Young Animal. But it, so that's his line, or like his it's sort of imprint on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. He's writing most of the books that are coming out. Doom Patrol and Shade? He's not writing Shade, but there's, there, I think, two or three more books that are coming out under The Young Animal. And then... Which I thought, like, of... What is going on with Umbrella Academy? He's working on it, I guess. Because I can't tell you how many, like, (laughs) just dispirited 
usually fangirls ask about it. Yeah, come came came in here and asked me. No, is there a third volume coming? Anytime? You gotta I'm ask like, him. I, yeah, tweet I was, him. I was like, it's hard enough to get because they there's something that at least through Diamond is like only one of the volumes is available right now, and I think oh. it's two. I think one's like discontinued. I, oh, I don't know because I uh, I, I see uh, Holly like probably knows. Yeah, Holly yeah. probably knows a back doorway through um, like Last Gasp or something. But mm. it's yeah, it's I I don't know what the property. I don't know how the property exists right now. Yeah, but it's kind of it sounds kind of messy. Uh, I'm sure, yeah, but it's real good. Yeah, even though I've I still haven't read volume two, and I'm very ashamed of that. That's okay. But I'll get. You'll be forgiven. You've I'll met the man. Um, okay, so that was a successful Meltcast 3.0 episode. We went lowbrow. We went highbrow. We went middlebrow. We went unibrow. Um, brows. And we started with ASMR. I know that's so. I forget that felt like a lifetime ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you uh, for coming again this week, and we will talk with you again next week. Also, also uh, for one more as thing. Always, Damn it. Uh, <laughs> if you go to meltcomics.com, yes, you can subscribe to the Meltdown newsletter where. If you're a fan of Guillermo like I am, which I think I, I forgot about to t- I forgot to talk about last week too. I went to the exhibit. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. You listener can win tickets to go to the Guillermo exhibit for free through our site. If you site. subscribe to the newsletter. Subscribe. Subscribe so, please. As this comes to a close, go do that right now. Yes. This very moment. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events. They happen every day.